You're tuned in to Chats with Kat, where I catch up with my fellow millennials every week to discuss topics related to culture, relationships, self-improvement, and everything in between. The most authentic way of building true connections is by being vulnerable and sharing your own unique perspectives. So let's start right here, right now. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chats with Kat. I hope that Mercury in retrograde hasn't messed up your flow too much in the past week. But if it has, just know that this is the last time it's happening in 2017. And I think it is very important to use this time of chaos to reflect on the things that you have to let go of and leave in 2017 and just mentally prepare yourself for the new year and all of the amazing things that are going to happen right after Mercury starts going the right way again. So that's the best way to look at it. I personally have been feeling like a lot of things that I've kind of held onto for a very long time in terms of like negative perspectives and just bad ways of looking at myself and different people has surfaced and I'm just trying to let go of it. It's it's painful because I have never acknowledged them, but I'm just letting go of them. I'm leaving them here. I'm writing about it, working through it, and that's it. Yeah, leave it in the past. But also in that whole thing has surfaced the fact that I have been really pondering and thinking about my role as an activist. And the reason being is that I have been confronted with a few situations that have shown me that I am not too confident in being able to defend my points as an activist. And I realized that everything I vehemently fought for was defended only through my emotions and through my emotional lens. And in debate, I, I could hold my own for a bit when questioned on the why of certain issues and why I believe this or that. But once somebody busted out the Socratic method on me and followed my answers with more questions, I kind of feel, not as much so now, but I in the past I felt like I succumbed to the narrative of it's only right and why wouldn't anybody feel this way? And I would immediately get offended as opposed to just talking about it and the thing is that for so long I only surrounded myself with people who thought just like me so I never really had to build a case to defend myself you know and that has crippled me in a lot of ways I came to terms with the fact that a good activist uses emotion as a motivation to speak up but not as the premise and foundation of any argument and that's the way that I have been operating all this time all this time And once I realized that, I partly made a conscious decision to take on an active role of listening more and speaking less. And this also stemmed a bit from me being embarrassed. And I was embarrassed because I felt like I was no different than the people that I criticized so much. The people who believe the opposite of me and and of what I do and everything 
aren't they doing the exact same thing that I'm culpable of doing? Yeah, they are. So that means that we're no different. We're just on opposite sides of the spectrum. And all of this kind of put me on my ass a bit because if I'm being honest, I became a bit attached to the activist role. I liked being known for having criticisms of the system. I liked looking up info and then writing posts about it. I liked that people sensed that I cared. But what was I doing really? Was I mobilizing people? No. Was I taking the time to break things down so that others from different walks of life could understand me? No, I wasn't. I wasn't doing that. And you might say, well, being an activist isn't about appeasing and pandering to the other side. And I mostly agree with you. We all have moral convictions that we're not budging on and we feel zero need to justify them to anybody. But given the current political climate, it needs to be taken with a grain of salt, I think. And I don't believe that us staying in our corners and refusing to find different ways to explain our perspectives will help anybody at this point, really. Whether you identify as a liberal or a conservative, I think that refusing to hear the other side is a shitty thing to do and is basically what got us here in the first place. What got us into this shit show and this chaotic mess that we find ourselves kind of like drowning in. And even worse, which I can fully accept and admit at this point, is that when you identify with a certain ideology and you're not able to fully articulate why you feel the way that you do well enough to have another person from another walk of life fully understand you is just the worst thing that I think we can do as people in society, as just people who decide to just go with this narrative and that's it not really even think about why we believe that or when we're confronted with people who don't agree with us we can't even tell them why we think the way that we do because we don't even know why we think the way that we do we just stuck to that and that's it that's so dangerous you know and again i say i get it sometimes you don't feel like you owe anybody shit for example you will never catch me debating with a white supremacist on why racism isn't real and how it's a perceived concept. I don't have time for that shit. It's common sense and I will not give my time of day to people like that. But more complex issues like the experience of black and brown people in America, immigration laws, taxes, LGBT rights, the misogynistic culture that women are forced to live in and everything else, that requires us to not be intellectually lazy. We need to put in the time to figure out a way to explain that to people with the intent to convince or teach as opposed to just saying, this is the way that I feel. This is what I think. Fuck you if you didn't agree with me. It's just like, no, that's not productive. And I began to think like, if I as an activist rely only on emotional explanations, I won't actually facilitate shit. I won't facilitate the changes that I want to see in the world because I'm only reaching a small group and the worst part is that they already agree with me. So it's like, um, that's great. I'm happy that we're on the same page, but how impactful am I being if I just keep talking about the same things over and over with people that already agree? Like I'm not convincing anybody or creating any changes, right? Do you understand what I mean? Like what's, what's the point in that? in the larger picture 
aren't we aren't we trying to to reach the other side and try to get some kind of dialogue going here and I, I I'm reading this book called Braving the Wilderness by Brene Brown Dr. Brene Brown and um this lady has changed my life this book has changed my life in so many ways but there's something that she said in this chapter that she titled speak truth to bullshit be civil that stood out to me and it was answers that have the force of emotion behind them but are not based in fact rarely provide strategic and effective solutions to nuanced problems as soon as i read that part i shut the book i shut it and i was just like holy shit that has been me I have been doing that this entire time, just channeling anger and blame without any attention to doing the hard part, which is providing the actual solutions. Everyone is mad and sharing their anger, which to a certain extent has to be done. We have to bring awareness to these issues. But if I'm going to take the role of an activist, I need to actually come up with concise solutions to the issues I feel the most moved by. I can't just be angry all of the time. And the thought of branching out and not going with the current of just being angry scares me a little bit. No, not a little bit. It scares me a lot. I'm not going to lie. Because the thing is that once I, as an individual, begin to research and build my own strong opinions, they may differ than the opinions of those that I love and that I think are part of the group that I most strongly subscribe to or like the group that most defines me or represents me and the thought of being shunned from that group for something that I believe strongly is so scary it's so so scary it really is another moment of validation came in Dr. Brown's book when she said, in philosophy, you're either with us or against us is considered a false dichotomy or a false dilemma. It's a move to force people to take sides. If other alternatives exist, and they almost always do, then that statement is factually wrong. It's turning on an emotion-driven approach into weaponized belonging. And it always benefits the person throwing down the gauntlet and brandishing those forced false choices. The ability to think past or situations is the foundation of critical thinking, but still it requires courage. Getting curious and asking questions happens outside of our bunkers of certainty. For most of us, even if the with us or against us mandate sounds a little like oversimplified bullshit, it still feels safer and easier to pick a side. The argument is set up in a way that there's only one real option. If we stay quiet, we're automatically demonized as the other. The only true option is to refuse to accept the terms of the argument by challenging the framing of the debate. But make no mistake, this is opting for the wilderness. Why? Because the argument is set up to silence dissent or draw lines in the sand that squelch debate, discussion, and questions. The very processes that we know lead to effective problem solving. Once I read that, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's why I feel scared. It's because any idea that isn't a part of the current discourse is seen as dissent and will likely get picked apart which is the part that makes me nervous it takes courage to arrive at your own opinions and share them with the world especially when there are new concepts that you know like nobody is thinking about or has said anything about and when you do that you're putting your neck out and exposing yourself to being criticized 
which most of us obviously do not like. I don't like it. But I, I keep thinking, like, isn't it worth it, though, like, to stand in your truth, to be authentic? Doesn't that make you feel more whole as a person? And, you know, to think long and hard about what pisses you off and then say, like, hey, I think that if we changed X, Y, and Z, we can fix this. And the reason I feel this way is because of blah, blah, blah. That's that's dope. That's dope to come to to that place where you can provide an actual, like, actionable step for people. And to me, advocating within that context is, is more powerful than just saying, fuck this and fuck that. Yes, we have to acknowledge these issues first, like I already said, but then afterwards we have to do the work the research the debate and the hardest part is confronting the facts and letting go of the narratives that we've held on to if they are disproved that's where the transformation happens and that's where we have to let go of our egos and where we have to say you know if i'm an activist if i'm somebody who really cares about this thing then i have to remove myself from this i have to get to the bottom of it i have to get to the truth of this and sometimes throughout the process, we may actually be proven wrong. And we have to let go. We have to, we have to get out of the way. We have to be like, okay, you know what? This is, this is the truth. This is the facts. If that doesn't go along with the narrative that you, that you believed all this time, then shit, that's life. What are you going to do? You're going to keep talking about the wrong thing or are you going to accept the truth? And then add that to the narrative. I think that's what we have to do. And yes, like it's just so scary to do that. But if we really give a fuck about these issues, then we have to dive in and be aware of the fact that we may be exposed to something that we didn't think was true before, but still provide that as the as the narrative anyway. Because as an activist, the whole thing here is getting to the truth and giving a fuck about the issues. And I'm I'm. I'm not going to put out false information, but the thing is that I have been almost like by bullshitting my way through conversations, which most of us do and we don't have the facts, we bullshit our way through a conversation because we don't want to like not be a part of it. So we just bullshit our way and typically it's, it comes through as just an emotional kind of explanation, but that's not true. That doesn't mean that it's true. It's just our emotion speaking through us. But if we really care about the issue, we will stop doing that mostly and we will then use the facts to explain and and all of that so yeah that's just where i'm at right now as an activist as somebody who who really really wants to embrace that title and that role i have to come to terms with the fact that i've been doing it wrong i've been doing it wrong this whole time awareness is absolutely the first step you know finding things out and and bringing them to the forefront and allowing people to know like hey this is an issue that's important but what comes after that what comes after the initial like awareness to an issue is the research and the debate and all of that stuff and it's very hard to do all of that and there's a lot of internal struggles that I think comes along with it because it's like you're learning at the same time it's almost like you're learning everything for others and you have to pick apart what is the most fundamental thing about you know the conversation and being assertive with the fact that you believe that what you are going to say after you do the research is the most important part of the conversation and the debate and you're doing it with the best intentions because you want people to know 
the facts. You want people to know the truth about it and remove themselves so that we can all collectively come together. Because, I mean, although we're living in a time where, like, people debate facts all the time and make them seem like they're negotiable, they're not. Facts are not negotiable. Facts are facts. And the only way that we're going to be able to get through this crazy-ass time that we're living in right now and that we make sure that we don't arrive here ever again is if we mostly use facts. Because then all of us can sit at the table and we can talk about the facts. We have to take the emotion out of it. Because the emotion is what's keeping us all separate. Because emotion doesn't get us anywhere. It's not going to allow us to, to have an actual conversation with people who we think don't understand us. They're just going to get pissed because we're, we're approaching them with anger and with, with um, moral conviction and telling them that they're fucked up and that they're wrong because they don't believe what we believe. That's not how we're going to get anywhere. We have to remove ourselves from the conversation in, in terms of like our emotion and just present the actual things that will help move us forward. Do you know what I mean? I hope you know what I mean. I hope I, I hope that this is making sense. I hope that you see where the problem is. I hope that the problem that I see is clear to you because I think that the more the more that we realize that this is a thing, the more likely we will be to say, okay, I know this now. What am I going to do different? As opposed to not knowing because so many of us just don't know that this is a thing that we're doing. I didn't know for the longest time. I didn't know I was operating like that. But now that I know, I'm like, okay, I can't keep doing that because I'm doing a disservice to myself and to people and to all of this. So, yeah, it's, it's something that I think we need to digest and consider and keep at the forefront moving forward if we're going to speak out about certain things you know but i'm gonna leave you with a quote by dr brown and it is once we belong thoroughly in ourselves true belonging is ours and that's what i think the the fundamental thing is here that we're afraid that we won't belong somewhere that we won't belong to a group or that if we say something like no longer are we supported and the reason I find this book so impactful is that it's true. The true belonging is in us. That's where it all stems from. Because once you belong to yourself, you belong everywhere. You can go anywhere and still belong. And that's so powerful. And that's that that's so transformative. And it provides such a sense of, of, of peace, I think. Once we arrive to that place where we understand it and we accept it and we truly belong to ourselves, I think that that'll allow us to have the most peaceful life because we won't have this yearning to always be somewhere and go somewhere and and fit in and and change ourselves like no you're gonna be you first and that's enough (laughs) that's where all the belonging is gonna go because on top of that once you are authentically you the people that you would have wanted by your side all along will then be able to find you but if you're not yourself then you're just gonna be around people who are with you because they think you're somebody but you're not actually that person you know what i mean am i ranting i feel like i'm ranting i hope that made sense um yeah (laughs) um but i'm gonna leave you with a bit from braving the wilderness that i think has the power to change the way that you look at the world dramatically i think so so brace yourself for this one okay 
Dr. Brown says, so here's the big question. Wouldn't you think that all of the sorting by politics and belief that we've been doing would lead to more social interaction? If we've hunkered down ideologically and geographically with people who we perceive to be just like us, doesn't that mean that we've surrounded ourselves with friends and people with whom we feel deeply connected? Shouldn't you're either with us or against us have led to closer ties among the like-minded? The answer to these questions is a resounding and surprising no. At the same time, sorting is on the rise, so is loneliness. According to Bishop, in 1976, less than 25% of Americans lived in places where the presidential election was a landslide. In other words, we lived next door to and attended school and worshipped with people who held different beliefs than ours. We were ideologically diverse. In contrast, in 2016, 80% of U.S. counties gave either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton a landslide victory. Most of us no longer even live near people who are all that different from us in terms of political and social beliefs. Now let us compare those numbers to what's happening in the realm of loneliness. In 1980, approximately 20% of Americans reported feeling lonely. Today, it's more than double that percentage. And that is not just a local issue. Rates of loneliness are rapidly increasing in countries around the world. Clearly, selecting like-minded friends and neighbors and separating ourselves as much as possible from people whom we think of as different from us has not delivered that deep sense of belonging that we are hardwired to crave. To understand this, we have to better understand what it, it means to be lonely and how the loneliness epidemic is affecting the way that we show up with one another. That is some powerful shit right there. Really powerful shit. I am going to leave that there for you to chew on and to think about, okay? Thank you guys for tuning in. I love you all. Thank you for listening to me and for understanding me and for feeling my words because I'm trying to find my true sense of belonging within myself but I feel like through this podcast and with you I am able to also build that community that I feel like authentically will make me feel like I belong somewhere because you guys are getting me this is my most authentic and vulnerable self so if you fuck with me like this then that means that you, we're part of this tribe like we we understand each other and i know that you're only listening to me right now but i really feel like if you were in front of me and we were having this conversation i would feel you i would understand you i would be able to connect with your words so i just want to say thank you for that i think that's such an honor to have in a lifetime and i feel blessed that i have you so yeah i'm grateful for you Thanks for tuning in. We will chat next week. That was this week's episode. I really hope you all enjoyed it. If there's anything you would like to chat about, send an email to chats at catlantigua.com and I'll make sure to get back to you. You can keep up with me in between episodes by following catlantxo, that's C-A-T-L-A-N-T-X-O, on Twitter and Instagram. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I'm sending you all lots of love, light, and good vibes. We'll chat next week.